0: And I'm handing over to Paul now. Paul will lead us in that next phase of the story of Elijah. And if you want to see it in the Bible, it's 1 Kings chapter 19. Lord, we thank you for your word. I thank you for Paul and his ministry. Thank you for the word you've laid on his heart. And Lord, thank you. It's not just with you. It's not just a lecture. It's us sharing together in your words. So give us words ourselves and give us ears to hear what you're saying to us and to your church today thank you lord amen amen good good morning great to be back good to see everyone again so uh, uh thank you it was a very timely visit lucy and i uh, flew in earlier in the week and uh, before we dive into uh, the word and a little bit of what's going on um just a quick one is the uh on the back of the missions uh stuff so uh uh, with Hannah getting ready to go, uh, and there's also a large number, there's three groups of uh, teenagers going out to uh, to see Alice in, and to us, pray into that, uh, for your prayers that that, that goes through. Um, Lydia uh, should be getting back from uh, the Middle East later in the week, and she asked for prayer too, uh, that uh, they would get, they're having some really exciting things done, so they've made some really good relationships, and they'd like to uh, see God do some uh, deeper things this week before they fly back uh, so I think that's all for the summer teams for the moment right uh, this is the city uh, that uh, uh, Lucy and I uh, Stephen and Liddy have been uh, we lived there until uh, full-time till three years ago uh, and it's uh, went from 1 million to 10 million in the time that we were there Um, a little bit of growth. Uh, We arrived, uh, this is about uh, four weeks ago today, Uh, there's uh, uh, Lil Dom. he was celebrating 10 years being free of drugs and uh, uh, he, uh, that's uh, no small thing and uh, he was actually in a methadone uh, centre that's uh, near to our home and was visited by Joanna who in 2004 uh, she uh, lived, uh, Lucy uh, had, uh, we had uh, three girls come to live with us. They're still drugs free. And uh, 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 that was Joanna who'd been on for 15 years and with um, Maldi who now runs the boys' house uh, himself for us. Um, they told uh, Lil Dom about Jesus and. Uh, uh, that was the beginning of his uh, journey. There's Shalgu. He was there. John, he, he came here actually last summer. Uh, you may or, remem- uh, may or not remember his face with his family. He came. There's Benjamin who, uh, with his wife, uh, Helen, run the work um, uh, whilst we're spending. Uh, they run the work on the grounds whilst we're spending more time over here. That's uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, that morning, it was a very timely visit for uh, two main reasons. One, um, uh, Benjamin's dad actually died uh, the second day after we arrived of a heart attack so it allowed us to uh, uh, give Benjamin some time off and Lucy and I could run the work uh, for a couple of weeks and get to really feel where everything uh, was at uh, so that was good. Uh, there we are in turning his uh, ashes uh, two weeks ago. you um, his, his notice the cross there um, his uh, wife, that's Benjamin's mum, uh, was a believer. She became a believer after seeing uh, Benjamin's, the change in his life. We don't really know about Benjamin's dad. Uh, he was a communist cadre, uh, kept himself to himself, but was always asking Benjamin uh, after he got restored. He, his, uh, uh, he had an awful relationship. Uh, With uh, Benjamin. Benjamin, the first time he ran away was when he was five, when he ran away from home, and it went uh, downhill from then. He was in prison by the time he was 17, so uh, it wasn't a good start to life. But uh, uh, he spoke at the funeral uh, with all the other communist cadres lined up at the front of how Jesus had really uh, worked in his life uh, and uh, restored the relationship. Uh, with his dad and uh, i know his dad was very open to hearing about the stories he used to come away with us at some of the uh, uh, spring festival trips so um, uh, it's been uh, yeah so benjamin's had a really difficult time kind of trying to get a resolution to all that Uh, the other thing we did was to spend a lot of time training there's lucy doing a tuesday morning uh, training in the family center the new family center uh, she was doing some of you know love and logic it's uh, a kind of christian uh, parenting uh, course it's excellent it's how to give people motivation from the inside rather than using fear or kind of brute force uh, kind of to motivate people from the uh, outside which in the culture we're working with and with uh, folk that are off drugs is uh, really important uh, but the big news is is uh, uh, this is a Friday night from uh, Friday night congregation meeting. We've always had our meetings on Friday night, our congregation uh, meeting. We didn't know that ten days ago was our last congregational meeting. Uh, he's, he announced there in the, earlier in the year that he wasn't going to have a successor, uh, and he also announced uh, that there'd be uh, on the house churches there would be a nationwide kind of crackdown. Uh, we've had 15, 20 years of openness. And uh, we've been meeting as a group uh, uh, for the last 15 years. And uh, uh, actually, the day before, um, uh, we didn't find about it, find out about it until two days ago. Uh, two days afterwards, sorry. It was a Saturday before last, uh, eight days ago. Um, Anna from uh, a church that we uh, uh, have a lot to do with. Uh, we do their Alpha uh, kind of Holy Spirit days. Uh, we've done those. We've done kind of... Uh, seminars and things like that. They're uh, bigger than us. Um, but uh, uh, they're a lovely church. And uh, uh, we did know of about 12 other churches personally that have been closed down since the 1st of April. And uh, uh, she had a, a visit. The whole team had a, a visit, came up to the church office, uh, which they call a family center, like we call ours, a family center. And uh, uh, they brought in, um, they came in with their laptop and they opened it up and said, Uh, we've cracked into your WhatsApp account for the team, Uh, okay, for all five of you, um, we've got uh, all your messages from the last uh, six or last few months, uh, and the pictures, Uh, who's this person, we don't recognize them, what's their name, you've got to tell us, Uh, and went through them, said, by the way, all your meetings are stopped, forthwith, Uh, you will not meet again, Um, and uh, so uh, Anna came to find us. On the, uh, well, came to find Benjamin uh, and Helen uh, the next day on the Saturday uh, and uh, told them the news. And uh, uh, it's kind of getting quite serious. Um, that you may or may not know they're going to sign a fight. They've stopped printing the uh, version from about 100 years ago. So it's, it's not too bad. Not as ancient as the authorized uh, over here, but it's uh, it, it is quite old. Um, and uh, but they stopped printing that because they're going to. Call it signifying the Bible to make it appropriate, uh, and one of the rules, if you go and uh, to, uh, is higher than the word uh, of the Lord. So uh, than the Bible, so uh, anything, for instance, like Jesus coming back again, because that would mean that Jesus would be able to judge, has to be taken out. So we're expecting. Uh, huge parts of Revelation to be taken out of the Bible, uh, other parts of the uh, Bible to, to be taken uh, out and removed. Uh, appreciate your prayers, and of course, this year we're taking a team right into the middle of it, uh, which should be interesting. So it's going to be a very fast-moving team. We may hire hotels. We're going to do uh, kind of uh, a youth uh, kind of uh, uh, we call it a summer camp, uh, and so we're going to be a lot more mobile than we would have otherwise been. Uh, so. Uh, Yeah, do pray for um, the guys on the ground. So this time last week, exactly this time, we were sitting in Starbucks at the airport with Ben and Helen. And uh, uh, Lucy, uh, Benjamin, uh, Helen, myself, we made the decision to stop the Friday night meetings before we get stopped ourselves uh, and to meet into uh, smaller house groups to do discipleship, one on three, one on five, one on seven, uh, those kind of things. So that's what uh, Lucy and I are going to be involved with when we go back in the summer for about uh, six, uh, seven weeks uh, to start doing the training. How How would you feel... How would you feel if this week you get an email from Dragnet to say um, the secret services, that they may be in this country, have come to visit Nigel, okay, Sam's on sabbatical, um, Jenny, Stevie in the office, uh, and say today is our last meeting. You may not meet. Your church is illegalized. It does not belong to the state. Uh, You may not meet uh, next Sunday. How would that affect you, apart from feeling, oh, I get a day off and, and something like that? It would it'd be weird, wouldn't it? And is this the church? Is what's here today the church? You see, we'd say, no, it's not. Last year, we spent time, didn't we, looking at Ecclesia, Koinonia, things like that. So if you uh, remember back to that time. So after a while, you'd start to feel isolated. And this is what Elijah started to feel. He was beginning to feel Isolated, alone. Um, he just had uh, a, sh- a showdown. Uh, the people of Israel, had been a split uh, in the uh, uh, people of Israel some years before, Jeroboam, Rehoboam, uh, and a uh, couple of generations before. And uh, they'd started to go back uh, to worship the Canaanite gods of Baal. And uh, he was, uh, well, it, a lot of it was being promoted by a lady called Jezebel. Uh, that I'm sure you've heard about over the last few weeks. She was a Sidonian princess. And, uh, uh, and it was particularly grueling, and don't go into all the details, because they used to do child sacrifice. And uh, God wasn't happy with that, and the prophets weren't happy with that, and they spoke against it. And then there was the showdown that you looked at uh, last week. And uh, uh, Baal, as I'm sure you know by now, represents the, the god of uh, fertility, the fertility god uh, sexuality and also represented the God of the weather, which for a farming community was obviously very important, so the God of the weather, hence uh, the God of lightning. So when they had the show off that you uh, uh, show that you looked at uh, last week, uh, Elijah was taking on Baal Baal uh, on his own ground and brought down fire from heaven, not lightning from heaven, but fire from heaven and oh, Lucy and I, we've been speaking uh, at the different sessions, and uh, I I spoke on this at our last evening's meeting uh, eight days ago. Spoke at the same preach, but uh, good. Okay, so he runs. He runs away because, uh, as Nigel read the passage earlier uh, at the beginning there, uh, he uh, ran because uh, there was Jezebel, the Sidonian princess, who was uh, more than miffed off, uh, that uh, her kind of uh, prophets have been killed and uh, she was out for revenge gets as far as Bathsheba and goes underneath um, a broom tree okay a juniper tree he waits there and what does he say he says God just kill me now I've had enough have you ever felt like that <laughs> have you ever felt like that? a few people the nearest I got to it was in uh, the beginning of 2007 the end of 2006 we'd had the most amazing time 2004 and 5 Every week, Uh, Benjamin actually wrote it down, every week on our Friday night uh, congregational services, we saw at least one person, and normally it was a group of people come to the Lord. And when they came to the Lord, they then got filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues on the same evening. And we'd seen, we saw it for 51 out of 52 weeks of the year. And that's not bad, okay. We saw God doing stuff, we saw healings, we saw, as I just mentioned, the first three girls came to live with us. They're still, off, they're still drug-free. Uh, one of them been on drugs for over 20 years, on heroin for over 20 years. We'd started a boy's house. Um, uh, we'd started the first cafe uh, as a kind of work project to get people going and things like that. We'd seen some amazing things happen. Uh, it was going uh, so successfully that we thought we uh, should start a bigger cafe, and a uh, family from overseas came to help us uh, one that we'd known for over 10 years, uh, not from this country, uh, and uh, we found out, well, it's probably uh, my fault, Lucy, uh, we, we didn't kind of check out their vision and values enough, and they decided to go off in a slightly different direction pretty quickly, uh, and the team disintegrated. Stable people became unstable. Unstable people left, and people like Thomas uh, Dormar uh, went out and took an overdose. He left us on Friday, and by Monday, he was dead. We had a 12-year-old... A 12-year-old of all people, you know. Uh, uh, Charlie, uh, her dad, um, had been uh, drugs-free uh, with us in the 1st stage house for a year and a half, uh, and uh, his wife, Esther, uh, was a really They were key players... Uh, in a kind of uh, Christian community. We don't call it a church. Uh, Suddenly, her her daughter, lovely daughter, she had prophecies on the Friday night congregational meeting. Um, And uh, she became a bit of a rescuer to a 13-year-old lad, and it all got a bit complicated, and uh, she got upset. uh, And we got a phone call that she'd taken uh, uh, between 30 and 40 paracetamols. She was in intensive care. uh, And uh, uh, a few days later, I was... uh, I had my arm round Charlie, uh, Esther on one side, and Charlie ran towards the uh, bed as uh, the kind of heartbeat flatlined, and she died—a 12-year-old. And uh, we'd seen some amazing things happen for a couple of years, and then it was like the bottom dropped out of our world, literally. That, whilst we were waiting for. Uh, two people to come from this congregation well one from this congregation and the person from a, uh, to come and be kind of mediators in our team situation because the other folk wouldn't talk to us it got a bit ridiculous and they were telling our guys to go to other churches and all, all sorts of things like this uh, my appendix decided to um blow up which made life interesting so uh, within uh, 90 minutes they um uh, tell me to get on a plane and get arrived in C- uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, hospital a few hours later they took out my appendix and then I got some complications afterwards and Stephen uh, 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 broke his leg during that week whilst I was in hospital. Okay, so uh, Lucy was kind of running between uh, our city and uh, and uh, I was laying on the bed, you know, uh, with the complications. And uh, it was in one of those wards, general wards, you know, that kind of people were dying through the night round you and things like this. And it was really grim. And I was going, God, I've had enough. Just take me now, take me now. You know, I, you know, I can't carry on. You know, this is too much. You know, wh- what's it all about? You know, we've seen some Amazing stuff. People walk away from drugs uh, just like that. People come and live with us, who'd then be able to, uh, you know, in the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, do amazing things. And uh, I'd had enough. So I don't know whether you felt like that. Anyway, God gave him some time out. It's always. Um, as trained as a youth worker, uh, you probably come across this acronym uh, halts isn't it? Stop. Uh, if any one of the, uh, those things are going on, uh, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, I tend to uh, tell you that. Um, so, uh, yeah, okay, Elijah was hungry, I'll speak quicker, you get lunch quicker. Okay, he, he, was, he was hungry, he was empty inside too, spiritually, wasn't he? Uh, that's why the angel had to uh, feed him, as you got from the passage earlier. He was angry, he was angry with the situation, and I think he was a bit angry with God. Okay, when I was laying there in the hospital bed, I think I was angry with both. Okay, lonely, isolated. He felt he was the only one. Okay, and tired. Manny was tired uh, physically and spiritually. He slept, didn't he? Uh, sorry, uh, buzzing in and out like that. Okay, so he arose, and God told him uh, to go off to Sinai, uh, to the uh, place where Moses had got the Ten Commandments. And he gets there. And then there's a bit of the supernatural, the earth, wind, and no, there's earthquake, wind, and fire. I don't know why I shouldn't say earth, wind, and fire, Um, (laughs) if you're old enough to remember that. Um, And uh, there was the earthquake, the wind, and the fire, but God wasn't in that. And then there was the still, small voice um, that was alluded to in the prophecy uh, earlier. And he comes again, Uh, but this time is the third time. So he says it three times, God, I've had enough. He says it twice, and the third time is really interesting. He gets his mantle, okay, uh, which designated that he was a prophet, kind of like his anointing, and he wrapped his face in it, and uh, he went to the mouth of the cave because he couldn't actually, because it was the glory of God, and you can't see the glory of God uh, and live, but this time he was speaking through the Spirit, And this was what this is all about, the mantle. In the Old Testament, you've got um, a calling for a specific person, for a specific task or at a specific time. But in the New Testament, we all get it. Okay, it represented the Holy Spirit. And we all have this anointing. We all have the ability to hear, isn't it, my sheep, hear my voice, okay? We all get that. And uh, what happens at Pentecost, which we're going to celebrate in a bit, um, okay, is you get some of those things. You get the wind and you get the fire. And then at the repeat of the second filling of the Holy Spirit, uh, you get the ground shaking, okay, or an earthquake, depending what uh, kind of translation you look at it. But overall, Each of the apostles, each of the disciples was able to speak, was able to speak the word that the Lord had given to them. So what I'd like to do in a minute, um, hopefully I'm not going to speak for very long at all today, is that we spend some time hearing the word of the Lord for ourselves. We can hear it. We can all hear what God wants us to say. And for Elijah, it was all about recommissioning. He was going to come. I'm just trying to find someone who's young because they've all run away um, to... Uh, no, Paul's not young. Um, <laughs> he's... Uh, who's... who's um, right, I'm just trying to think. Go for somebody who's really young. We got they're, they're saying Scott's really young. I, I think somebody is going to go out... Oh, well, there's Leah. 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 Who, who's, who's younger between you and Scott? <laughs> there we are. Okay. Pardon? All right. Okay. So... Elijah finds Elisha and puts the anointing. Okay, she gets to take the anointing onto her, and uh, onto him rather, because Elisha was a he. Thank you very much for being uh, uh, there. We go. And uh, the great news about Elijah, uh, Elisha rather, is that he does twice as many miracles. You know, Elijah does six major miracles in his life, and one after his death. Okay. Raises somebody from the dead after he's died. Okay, so he does 14, um, and not only that, there was a legacy because it went on to the what was called the schools of the prophets. And Elijah, at that time, was feeling I'm the only one left, and there was some great news coming because he was to go out and to anoint some people. Okay, first of all, he went to uh, anoint Haziel who was king over Aram. That was another country, and uh, then. Uh, Jehu, uh, however you pronounce him, who was uh, to be the king over Israel. And they were going to bring his arch nemesis down. They were going to bring Elijah's uh, arch nemesis, who was Jezebel and uh, Ahab. They were going to bring them down. And... uh, I think Elijah must have been so happy. Yo, they're going down. <laughs> you know, they, they don't get the last word. They're not going to finish me off. I'm going to get them down. Actually, it was uh, Elisha who anointed those two kings, but it was in the, it was in the spirit of Elijah. Uh, but uh, uh, the point being that he then got to, Elijah got to anoint his successor that started a legacy with Elisha and then went on to the schools of the prophets, loads of minor prophets, you'll see it with Amos, he then has, it says he puts on the garb of the prophet, if you uh, read the old versions and and stuff like that, and it goes right the way till the last verse in the Old Testament, uh, in Malachi, the last two, and says... Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet. So in other words, the legacy was going to continue. Uh, That was the great and dreadful day of the Lord that's talking about Jesus, what he would do. And he should turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. There was going to be passing on, uh, okay, of the baton. And it was going to go on. And of course, the modern day, uh, well, the modern day, the New Testament, Elijah was John the Baptist. And he got to see... Well, he told about, he saw that Jesus had come in his glory. And then when Jesus actually gets transfigured in his glory, it's Elijah and Moses, the two people who had seen the glory of the Lord, up on that mountain who come to, uh, to witness that and to uh, uh, add their part into the story. So this legacy went on and on and on uh, right to Jesus. And now, the beginning of the year, the first, do you remember this, the first Sunday meeting we had here, um, a number of prophecies were given. I remember two out of three of them, so is that all right? Okay, one of them is because Lucy said that God was going to repair the cracks in the foundation uh, of whether it's the congregation or individuals in the congregation, so uh, something foundational that God wants to do this year. And then I had a picture uh, of... Uh, this baton, I didn't see a picture of a blue one, I saw a picture of handed on to the next generation. The funny thing was, Stevie then got up to speak, and do you remember that? The first picture that he put up on his PowerPoint that he says he's lost because his computer's uh, uh, crashed since, um, was this picture of Usain Bolt, okay, passing on the baton. So there seems to be something in it, isn't it, that uh, God wants to pass on, and to pass on... Uh, the anointing, the legacy, but the great thing is that we all get it. But for other people, like Elijah, not only was he called to pass it on for the future, he had to hear again. He had to get recommissioned. And uh, as we bring this passage uh, you know, into land, he threw his mantle uh, over, uh, uh, over Elisha. He uh, threw his mantle over uh, and then uh, Elisha, Uh, showed that he was serious about uh, following the prophet. We assume that he already knew uh, who this person was. Uh, Elijah had previously known who Elisha was. We assume that. Uh, And uh, anyway, he kills his work implements, uh, the pair of oxen, over uh, kind of sets light to the yoke that he was using to plow. And the plow he sets light to those implements and uh, then has a barbecue uh, or whatever, It says he boiled it, didn't he? Okay, but uh, 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 they had uh, uh, roast oxen, uh, if you've ever had that. It's quite tough meat. I've eaten it. Um, And uh, water buffalo uh, is very tough meat. But anyway, they had that. And it's interesting that Elijah says, for what have I done to you? Go back again. What have I done to you? He knew the cost that Elisha was going to have to pay for this. Elijah knew it first stage. There's something, there's a cost of following jesus there's a cost of following the Lord's. and he said what have i done to you what have i done to you there's a cost in following jesus and so what i thought we'd like to do as we kind of come into uh, a ministry time is to come and hear for ourselves okay i think it's kind of there's a number of us who've felt like elijah over the years Okay, when I said, as anyone said, <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> uh, you, know, uh, you know, God just finish me now. Take me to heaven now. It would be much better. Uh, a few people kind of nodded or uh, kind of agreed. And uh, what does God want to do when we're in that situation? Well, actually, I feel the Lord wants to this morning. He wants to recommission us. Elijah needed to hear his calling again because it wasn't finished. He may have done these great miracles, But actually, Elijah's next part of his life was even more important because he was going to commission and he was going to empower the next generation to go even further than he'd gone. And so it's not about what we've done in the past. It's not about what Lucy and I may have seen in 2003, 2004, 2005, or afterwards, for that matter. It's about us being able to hear who is it that God's put, if you're older here today, who is it that God is putting on your heart that you're to invest yourself into for the legacy, okay, for his legacy, for what he's done in your life to be handed over. So why don't we first start um, like Elijah, Elijah coming to uh, Mount uh, Horeb, uh, to Mount Sinai, and uh, the first thing he did he did it in the spirit once he put the mantle around his face he did it in the spirit before then the previous two times kind of he was having a self-pity party but when he spoke it out in the spirit the lord answered him so there are two ways of expressing your heart to the lord one is uh just to self-pity that doesn't do very much good god tends to give you time out if you do that but there is a way that we can come through the spirit and say to the lord Hey, Lord, I, I'm, I feel empty. I feel, to be honest, a bit angry with the situation. And sometimes we need to say sorry to the Lord because we felt angry with him. You might feel isolated. don't know whether it's in your work situation or uh, where you are spiritually. Or you just might feel just dog tired. Elijah had been on the road for years. He'd had been to, to run from one place to the other for three years. Mm-hmm. And man, he was tired. He'd had enough, just lonely. So if that's you this morning, why don't you just say to the Lord in the spirit, not pitying, self-pitying, just say to the Lord, that's how I'm feeling this morning. I feel that I've been doing what you've called me to do. I feel that I've been doing what you asked me to do years back when you commissioned me. And yes, there's the, the wind. And yes, there's the earthquake. And there, there is the fire. There is the supernatural And many of us have experienced that. But the Lord in his mercy wants us to hear the small, still voice. So we're just going to have a moment of silence, a minute or two of silence. And just feel the sense the Lord wants to recommission a good number of people this morning. And if you feel it's you, you can just open your hands. Everyone's got their eyes closed. It doesn't matter. It's just a kind of uh, response. As we stand before the Lord, like uh, Elijah stood before the Lord, Moses also stood before the Lord. As we stand before the Lord, open your hands. There's a sense you want to open your hand. Listen to that still, small voice of how the Lord is recommissioning you. It may be like, uh, uh, like Elijah. God puts specific names of people like Elisha on your hearts. People for you to follow up notice that the first thing the lord said to elijah was go go i'm recommissioning you to move again go just receive what the lord's saying to you and we say come holy spirit come holy spirit in whatever way you're free to come in any way you wish and anoint re-anoint Re empower, recommission, so that your legacy will continue to the day of Christ Jesus. The legacy through you. And it may well be, just like in Elijah's case, the legacy that he handed down to those in the generation below were those who went so much further. And it multiplied into schools, not just the seven thousands who hadn't bent the knee so in that dark dark time after a massive split several decades earlier in the nation the seeds of hope were released so receive that receive that reanointing that recommissioning filling of the holy spirit receive that Yes, it may look dark but the Lord is is planting hope there. He's saying there is a future. Because unto us a son has been born. Unto us a son is given. Everlasting God. Mighty counsellor. Prince of peace. He says he's the everlasting father. Even though Jesus is the son, he's the everlasting father. And he wants to to father the next generation, to parent, to reparent the next generation.